What is phase two? New day is done. The day of the Power Cosmic Podcast. Gathered from around the galaxy comes the world's greatest comic book fans all in one terrific podcast. It's the Power Cosmic Podcast. With your host with the most, the man who puts on Terrific Con, the world's greatest Comic Con every August at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut, Mitch Halleck. Joining Mitch each week will be an assembly of his terrific super friends. Join them as they talk about comic books, movies, and more. It's the Power Cosmic Podcast. Power Cosmic Podcast. It's back. Connecticut's terrific Comic Con. Join us this August 9th to the 11th at the Mohegan Sun Expo Center in Uncasville, Connecticut as we bring together the hottest names in the comic book industry. There'll be no wrestlers, no psychics, no crazy stuff you don't want to see at a Comic Con. This is 100% pure Comic Con action and it's only at Terrific Con. You'll see today's top talents like Tom King, Donnie Cates, Ryan Stegman, Plus, Terrificon is the place where fans get to meet the legends that they love. You'll see Jim Steranko, Chris Claremont, J. Michael Straczynski, and making his final Comic-Con appearance, the one and only George Perez. Join us as we also celebrate Batman's 80th anniversary with a salute to his films. You'll see Billy D. Williams, Val Kilmer, Robert Wolf, and so many more. Plus, you'll meet from Doctor Who and Torchwood, John Barryman, John Wesley Ship from The Flash, and the first First Avenger himself, Red Captain America Brown, will be there. Plus, the voiceover actors from The Main Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain. Join us for a real Comic-Con at the Mohegan Sun, August 1911th, when Terrificon comes back to Connecticut. See what all the fuss is about at Terrificon.com. Today's Power Cosmic. It's like Sesame Street. We just invented a word. Subnoxious. Subnoxious. It means you don't know that you're being rude. Like Joe. You could be an obnoxious person, but you're not aware of it. Yeah. Or no, you're trying to... You That's don't let my daily right. routine, dude. Or you're just a, a bad person, but you don't let people on to that fact. <laughs> but that's what the internet's all about. People are all... They're all subnoxious. <laughs> like Taylor Swift. I love Taylor Swift. She's, she's great. She's saucy. She's she, audio she wrote... What's it, of interest there, she wrote the new album was inspired by her watching Game of Thrones. Because she had never watched it, and she watched it in 2016 or 17 yeah. or something. And she was just moved by... Oh. So it's kind of like, you know. Is she subnoxious? She's not. She's subliminal. <laughs> she's sublime. What's the difference between sublime and subliminal? Well, subliminal is like a secret message. And sublime is the same thing. <laughs> Man, somebody just walked by and it's just like instantly everything. I was like all cured for a moment. Uh oh. Because I was like, after the hot pizza, like, oh, I could breathe again. And then just now it's like, ooh. So it must be wearing perfume or something. Well, not me. And not you. Oh, all right, here we go. Yeah, we're fine. No, yeah, here's a good topic. <laughs> Who's the first famous person you ever met? 
like oh, wow. a TV writer, artist. We do two two ways. Yeah, yeah. I actually you've met a lot now. Yeah, I don't even. I think the first person that I would consider famous was, was. Jerry Siegel. You met Jerry Siegel? At, yeah, at San Diego Con and in like '84, '85. Pretty late. You meet anybody before that? Not really. You were starting. What did you start? 1980. Yeah. Did you, I mean, weren't you working well, with no, people that Julie you had read? I remember going up to DC. Yeah. and Julie Schwartz was. He had all these connections with guys from science fiction and stuff. Yeah, Ray Bradbury he, and all those. I remember things. him introducing me to Ray Bradbury at a San Diego con, but that again would have been '86, something like '87. So when you first got to New York, you didn't meet anybody. No. Oh, you were living in West Haven. Yeah. You weren't in the city. No, no. And West Haven had nobody. We had Melanie Chardoff. Well, I met, I met John She's from Cryer. West Haven. When? When that? Like, at the Superman. Yeah. The, Superman Four. But they, I was at the Smithsonian. Oh, so you I didn't have him, to sit through the movie. And we hung out and talked and stuff. He was really nice. He's Lex Luthor now. I know. Yeah. So no. So anyway, your first famous person was who again? Technically, I would still. I think Jerry Siegel was famous. All right. Co-creator. How was Superman. that? He was cool. I mean, totally. were you in awe? Were you shaking? Were you nervous to talk? I had him sign my All Star Squadron <laughs> really? comic that I did the Superman 1940 yeah, 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 Superman yeah, yeah. on the cover. Yeah. I just said, hey, I'm going to have him sign this because he was signing at the DC table. Right. So it was like, oh, and he looked at it and he said, oh, yes. And from that point on, we were like... Oh, you actually talked to him? Yeah, yeah. We corresponded via mail and stuff. And he was uh, he was really cool. He was, he gave me the stamp of approval. He did? Yeah. Yeah. He was always... And he followed the Superman stuff that I did, too. Now, what about... Was what, what was cool. the first time you did a show and some fan came up to you? Do you remember the very first oh, fan? Oh, the first show... I don't remember the very first fan, but I remember the first show... Which was what? ...that I did as a professional was in June of 81. Where? Or no, yeah, it was June of... Yeah, it was a Chicago Con in 81. Okay. A year By after... By the airport. Yeah, yeah, a year after I'd gotten my first work through D.C. And All-Star Squadron had... I think it maybe had just come out. First issue 81? might have come out. Yeah. Came out in the fall of 81. So it didn't... So it wouldn't have been out It then. was after Raiders, because okay. I remember that's the reason why I wanted to read it, because it was World War II yeah. and Nazis and stuff. But I did a panel that first year. Yeah. Mike Gold was the guy who ran the panels and Moderator. guest stuff at the Chicago Con. Who else was on the panel with you? It was crazy. Well, right. Maybe my memory's not totally correct, uh -oh. but this is what I remember. She's getting old now. Well, no, I'm just... Marilyn Monroe was on the panel. Right, I don't yeah, know yeah. how she got there. Sometimes you tell stuff and then you think, yeah, wait, then you go, the dates don't gel. Right, right. But what I remember is being on a panel yeah. with, like, Bill Kevich, Okay. Um, Joe Kubert, Gil Kane. Why was Bill on a panel with DC guys? It was a just oh, a wasn't regular. It DC? No, no. Oh. You forget the days of it wasn't well, company oriented. It was comic oriented. Just, okay. And so Gil Kane, Bill Sinclair, like, you, sitting and there like I don't Joe remember Cooper. who else was on there. Yeah, yeah, but it was like, oh my god. Oh, we can look it up. And I wound up having a. I felt like I was mediating or defending Joe Kubert yeah. in a weird way. What was the topic? Gil, well, Gil Kane. Someone's asked him about if something about if comics were movies. Right. You know, so the writer is the screenwriter. What is who is the artist? Cinematographer. And he said the artist is the director. And he said, well, what about the inker? And he said the inker is the guy who holds the lighting the, guy. The inker is the guy who holds the director's chair. And wow. I was like, I'm sitting there like yeah, as an inker at that me. point. And and then he just everybody you know started laughing. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they were like, well, you know. So I said, hey, I'm an inker. I'm an inker, but I said, you so know, some idiot people. A lot of people do good jobs right, as right, anchors. Right. 
I understand his problem was... Gil Kane said this? Yeah. Really? He had, like, he had bad inking, generally, for the first bunch of years. He always wanted to ink his own stuff, and yeah. he couldn't really do it that well. Right. But he learned, you know, the stuff like we were talking well, about Well, because yesterday. he's got such a thin line, Gil well, does, also, so if you get, like, uh, Vinny Coletta on Gil Kane, oh, my God. Right. It's like a nightmare. Well, you know? but he, anybody. He had, he had, like, a guy inking his Green Lantern stuff yeah. for that whole run. Who, Joe Giella? It was... No, it was well, uh, coming to my show in August. Green? Jo- Dan Green? No, no, no. I can't remember the guy's name, but I think it was Green. Okay. And what happened? It was but thick? He, he just had like a really hairy kind of lot of rendering yeah. line and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could see that maybe that That's didn't go with what he style. wanted. Yeah. No, he's very clean. I mean, when you draw something, you have in, it, in your brain how it's going to look finished. Right. And the problem is, if you care, which he clearly did, right. he would look at it and be disappointed, Right. They used to say Kirby never looked back. Jack oh, he never, never looked, looked at it. Him. It ended where he penciled it. That's what he remembered. He did, and maybe that was a way of keeping. Well, he was out working on a lot of other stuff because he always had the next thing to do. Right. So that makes sense because once you do look at stuff, you put a lot of work yeah, into yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you see somebody else ink it, and they could have done a fine job. It's but. just that it's not what you see. Yeah. So you're going to be disappointed. Right. And why be disappointed? Right. It's like an architect and a bricklayer. Possibly. Architect designed something the guy that actually does the construction. Right. That's not what I had in my mind, but right. that's the physical reality of it. So, right. And that's what people see. Right. And sometimes people also don't, I mean, you would put in more work than somebody else might. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on how much stake. how much detail they put in the pencil. Because that was another thing that came up in those days with Gil. Because yeah. in the 80s, there was like an influx of new talent, just like there was in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. But one of the things that I remember is that the him saying in an interview or something about how hard it was to compete with the young guys. Yeah. Because he had a mortgage and he had, you know, like maybe yeah. divorce alimony, alimony yeah, payments yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff and we could work on a page until we were finished with it right, whereas he you, had to do yeah. four pages a day to he make had other his, things to do. Yeah. Responsibility. Yeah. And I used to think, well, I understand that. Yeah, but... But I always, even on deadline, I would put in extra hours to make sure it was the way I wanted it. Right. I never really. Well, how let old go was Gil Kane at the time? It'd be sixties. No, he yeah. would have been fifty. In eighty, because he died. I think he, he died was, in two thousand eight. He was like eighty. I think he was seventy. Yeah. yeah. So this would have been eighty. Yeah, about fifty. Yeah. Then. All right. I mean, and you guys were, were all twenty in that, something. I would have been twenty. Young yeah, maybe twenty three. Just on the this on the scene. Yeah. I'll show you how to do it, old man. Give me that pencil. No, those guys were all my heroes. No, Hubert. Yeah, yeah, Joe yeah. mostly. Did he always? And Joe stuff? was a super nice guy, and he actually at the end of the panel, and my memory is him, like acknowledging me. Oh, you know? what so about Bill? Was, Bill was like all over the place back then. Yeah, well, that was the thing that was his funny. style was all. He was doing Bill, Neil Adams ripoffs. Bill, the thing that's funny is Mike Golden moderated this panel, right? And the thing that is missing from a lot of panels is a, a moderator who is knowledgeable, but also. He knows everybody well enough to say, okay, time to stop talking, right, let right, somebody right, else right, talk. Because right, right, right. sometimes they let the, they, I know, we have people that. just We've ramble on. Yes, Danny O'Neill well, took over a panel last year. I was and like, you got to cut them off. It happens, but yeah, it also happens respectful. if somebody needs to jump in and say, okay, other people, hey, or hey, yeah, what about we, you? We have a time limit, Because yeah. there's somebody sitting there who hasn't said anything. Right. What about you? Maybe right. they're shy, whatever. Yeah. So I remember Gold saying, Bill, to Bill, like, okay, Bill, You've, you know, you've been, you, you, you've been talking long enough. Let somebody else speak. Yeah. And I was like, 
holy crap. But it was funny because Bill knew him, he knew Bill. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like somebody, a stranger, <laughs> saying that. It wasn't know? like certain guys that I've seen on videos who start swearing at the young kid. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. We, was, but, we could go to his house, he's right down the street. <laughs> but I do remember at the, when I was, before I got into comics, yeah. I was at the Chicago Con. Yeah. And I remember guys like Chaken and Byrne oh, yeah. and Claremont were like the big guys. It would have been, you know, yeah, like 78, 78 79. 79. Right. And I remember like being afraid to, to talk to Byrne and being afraid to talk to Jake oh, because yeah. I'd heard, you. Yeah. Right, I'd heard that they had like that's shot still, down that's friends still of mine. A real thing. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, I, I'm sure he did. Yeah. But when I heard that, it made me like, okay, I'm not going to talk to him. That's like a rattlesnake. There's a reason he so had that me, little it rattle. It took me years. You know? Like with, yeah. with with Howard, it took me years to. to oh, I always started being nice because I was just afraid of him. For just reasons. But yeah. everybody's, you know, I mean, everybody deals with it differently, too. So who was the first person you met? First famous person? The first famous person? In Isn't comic books? Is that what you asked me? Yeah, in comic books? Wally Wood. We all know how tragic. Yeah, okay. That tragically ended. Yes. Uh, yeah, Wally Wood. But who was the first celebrity you met? First celebrity I ever met. Uh, first celebrity I ever met. I don't know. Uh, I've met a lot of people. Sports, movies, uh, let's see. Know. You're the one who asked me I know, but I'm trying to think. I've met a lot of people in my life. So while you're thinking, I was thinking another one. When I was a kid, my mom had a tavern, and she had this woman. Obviously, they weren't that moment. Well, this woman came in to the tavern. Like, Hold on a second. All right, I remember. The first person I met, I remember that. And you can talk about your mom's tavern. At a, a cookout in 19... 19- 92? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, Edward James almost. Oh, cool. I was hanging out with him. He came up to me. He was looking for his wife, who I didn't know, know at the time was Lorraine Bracco yeah. from Goodfellas. Because he said, oh, I said, hey, how you doing, Eddie? He's like, you see my wife? I go, how, how, how would I know what your wife looks like? And then he goes, do you know where the hot dogs are? I said, no. We were at a charity <laughs> event. Okay. And he was there. But a lot of people were there that day. It was him. It was uh, Peter Lawford's son who just died a year ago. Uh, he was like 62. I know like he was in that movie. Guy. Remember the one about the uh, Gary? Was it Gary Powers that got shut down? The U2 pilot? Remember they made a movie with Kevin right. Costner, right. 13 Days in October or something oh, yeah, like that? Yeah. And, uh, okay. Who's the guy that played uh, Kennedy? He was like Captain Pike. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Greenwood? Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Greenwood. Bruce Greenwood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were all there. Matthew Modine was there. See, but they were, like, all there at the same time. And it was so, a charity thing. It was a charity thing. Bill Murray was there. So we just... Was, huh. You just... They were, so it was at a cookout, and it was a charity thing, so it was just very leisurely. Yeah, so yeah. you were just sitting there, and they were just hanging out. Bill Murray wants yeah. to know where I got the ice cream from, and I told him it's over there, and, right. you know, so... Wow. It wasn't, like, in a, in a formal setting. Right. Like, you weren't expected to see... Right. On stage or anything like that. Like so. at the at the Superman thing yeah, at the Smithsonian, yeah, yeah. Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder were yeah, there. Okay. And I was well, see, that's too you intimidated to be there. Yeah. I was intimidated yeah. to go up to him. Whereas Byrne, Byrne goes, I'm going to go meet them. And then we saw him walk and in, in the middle of right. you know, like he was talking to reporters or something. And then Byrne came up and introduced him and had a brief well, chat. Well, I would see. And I was too. I would have been too respectful and you know quiet and shy to do that. Right. So I didn't do it. 
No, for but comic book wise, I would see Zek all the time, and I never thought about it because he would get this. We'd get our comics in the right. same shop in New Haven, so Mike Zek would be there, and this is '84, '85. Well, I met the first comic guy that I met was Mike Grell. His Grell was living okay. in upstate in uh, Wisconsin in yeah. the woods. <laughs> and he used to come so down John to Saber Milwaukee Saber? because no, it was when he was Warlord. doing Warlord. Yeah, 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 a guy that ran a comic store there was buying his pages. Oh, really? Yeah. So Mike would come down on a Friday or something with a big batch of pages. This guy would buy them, and I remember going out to like Shakey's Pizza or something oh, for yeah, yeah, yeah. you know a couple of these things. And he was really super nice, very nice. Met Soupy Sales once. Did you? That was in the '80s. I guess that counts. Okay. Yeah, he was getting lottery tickets in New Haven. I didn't really care. My dad My dad was all excited when I told him. I said, I saw Soupy Sales there. I met Larry Lin... No, see, now I go back. I met Larry Linville in the 80s, Frank Burns. Met or saw? Met. I like, okay. talked to him yeah. and hung out with him. He was at a car dealership in Brantford. I don't know why. Huh. And he was there. It said, meet TV's Frank Burns. Right, right. And this had to be 86, so MASH was over already. And he was a nice guy. He was just sitting there yeah. in the park a lot and... Taking pictures with kids. Well, the, they, they had a helicopter in the parking lot, which I, funny. I think is funny now because so I know all the right rules about the, helicopters. Yeah, and yeah. They were just taking on and off yeah, yeah. And in the middle of the street. Like, right. You know, whatever. Well, when Linville was okay. We went out to Burn. I'm probably told this already. Maybe. About the waiter? No, when Burn and I and his wife, Andy, we went out to eat. Yeah. We were in um, Westport yeah. at this place that was an Oscars? Italian restaurant. Near oh, the, the Pietro? It was near it was like a station? little place. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, this yeah, was yeah. like near where the Honda up that direction towards Westport. Where the Honda dealership is on the on Post Road. It was just like yeah. a little hole in the wall place on the Post Road. Okay. And it, it, it never looked road. open. Anyways, we went in there. There was one that was only open at night. And like there was Italian. Months. It was definitely kind of mobbed up feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Burn must have stuck out like a sword. Well, we go because well, we'd eaten there before. Yeah. So we're sitting there one time, and we look over, and Frank Gorshin is having dinner. Oh, yeah, he lived in Westport. And Frank Gorshin's sitting there, and we're like, we kept thinking, do we bother him here? Yeah. You know? Because yeah, yeah. we were, like, again, it's the type of place where you go, and you the, the waiters all look like they were, you know. Connected? They look like they were carrying or packing weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they probably were. Probably were. So we didn't want to bother him to get into trouble. Frank Gorshin would have, like, slipped into his James Gagney. You it was just funny. It was funny. Here? I saw, so Jerry, I saw Jerry Orbach in New York City on the street. Adam West? I've I seen, know what Adam West. I've seen celebrities, but I've never bothered them because I figured most of these guys are there wanting to be yeah. unseen. Right. Well, you we, know? I, we, we stiffed Adam West for a bottle of wine. I still <laughs> feel bad about that. He remembered it years later, which scared me. That's funny. I said, oh, you don't remember me. He goes, what I have known you from. I go, Norwalk, <laughs> Connecticut. He goes, uh-huh. I said, we went out to dinner with you. He goes, wait a minute. <laughs> and he goes, did you, the guys that bought that $102 bottle of wine uh, and they paid for it? Go, that was us. He goes, I'm not happy about that. And this was 10, it was 11 years after it happened. He yeah. still remembered uh, it. Well, I guess you would remember. No one forgets So he's stiffing you for a $100 bottle. bottle of wine. My friend Joe did it. That's funny. It wasn't my fault. He was getting back at him. But Adam West was okay. Yeah. Literally, we sat, at the, I have pictures, we were at the yeah. table, and there's, he's holding court. He's talking all That's the waitresses funny. and stuff. No, the one thing was, was going nice on Mom's Tavern, I was going to Oh, mention. yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, yeah, she would. People would drift in and out. She had like mostly in a retired clientele, older right. people, war veterans and stuff. Shecky Green. And while we were in there, was a cer- certain period of time, this lady would bake bread. Okay. And my mom was buying like two loaves of bread. She would bring it over. 
She lived like, you know, a couple, half a block away. Uh-huh. She'd bring bread, and we would eat this delicious bread while right. it was still hot, right? Right, right. And it was bread of garbo. Was, no, it was okay. Daisy. Daisy? They called her Texas Daisy. Okay. And we had no connection. We didn't know anything about it. But then my mom used to have a Christmas party. Right. Well, Daisy shows up for the Christmas party in her... She's got the fringed uh, cowboy yeah, yeah, yeah. outfit. Wrangler and she Shane. played yeah. guitar and she sang. And? And it turns was. out she was a celebrity. <clears throat> was she? Yeah, she played on... Um, there was a guy who is... Again, there's people that don't remember these things anymore, unfortunately. Thankfully, the internet exists because I, I found... A little postcard, the Texas Daisy. It was like clearly her promotional that card. That was her name, Texas Daisy. Texas Daisy. She played with like Pee Wee something, who was a country western uh-huh. band. Right. It was a country western polka band, but they oh, were huge. Okay. They played for Gene Autry. They were the backup. My grandmother probably listened the to guy her who because was she a, loved polka. Music. They were backup for Gene Autry, and then this guy went on when Gene Autry yeah. changed his touring. They created, he created his own band. Anyways, I Texas... how fast people drive right there. I'm amazing. I'm coming through so the So Texas Daisy yeah. actually has written songs and she was and co-written songs, but she was clearly at hard times, and I could never figure out, well, how would somebody who well, was playing for the Grand, Grand Old Opry back then would suddenly wind up in Milwaukee? Well, it's it turned a very out brief period of she time. She was originally from Milwaukee. Oh, okay. And she had joined this... I can't remember the Pee Wee guy's name, last name... Pee Wee players, Pee Wee Reese, Pee Wee Herman. Something like Pee Wee Reese, something like that. No, but I'm just saying, I mean, you look at it now, it's even more obvious because there's the internet. You can yeah. see how long people's shows last. Yeah. But well, there was no second act. There this. was no second act for no. somebody then, and clearly she had a drinking problem. Oh, that's why she was at the bar. But, you know, she, she basically aged out of a job. So when you read about it now as an adult, you see this stuff and you think, wow, this is different than I expected. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a small child here on the Power Cosmic <laughs> Podcast. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, that was kind of cool, but it also is like yeah. a, a reminder. Because no, as a kid, I used to think, like, holy cow, she's, she's a professional singer. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you know? no, no, no. And it's always like, where that, did she come from? How did she wind you know up what? here? So at least the internet now allows you to trail that, you know. You know, because this, this guy for, stopped Pee Wee. Right. Pee Wee Herman? <laughs> no, 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 no. You know Forrest Tucker? Yeah. Forrest Tucker. Right. He would go on my Uncle Johnny's boat down in Florida. He was a charter fisherman. He lived down in Florida with my Aunt Martha. And uh, they would have pictures, you know, at Christmas time. They'd come up and go, oh, look, there's Forrest Tucker. Right. And that was a big thing. And the other one that came on their boat and went fishing was um, the World War II guy that was really a war hero. And he went to movies, Aldo, Aldo Ray. He was a real-life war hero, and then he became a movie actor. Not Audie Murphy. Audie Murphy, that's who it was. Audie Murphy would come on the boat, too, with Forrest Tucker, and it was like a big deal. So I'd grow up, and you'd hear these stories about Audie Murphy was there. I'm like, who? And my dad's like, Audie Murphy's a big deal. It's like... Is your hand slapping going to be really annoying? No, I do that all the time. It's Italian to me. Oh, speaking of which, that's... I I haven't told you what happened to me in Baltimore. Where was it? Jersey. What's his name? No. For the podcast it, consumption? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't care. Everybody knows. <laughs> and besides, Simon Bisley won't listen to this anyway. So we all go out for a drink. Just talk about the, today's topic, if there was one, was meeting famous people okay. and how to embarrass yourself. How to be sub... What was the word we came up with? Oh, Subversive? Oh, no, no, no. no. Subnoxious? Subnoxious. Subnoxious. I'm subnoxious. 
I go you spill the drink. I spill. I go to the bar, and there's Keith Giffen and uh, Jamie, the the painter, Jamie Jim, Jameson, Jamie Jameson. She does the American Gods cover. And on my right is my friend Nicole Jenick, who comes to the show every year, and Simon Bisley. And Simon's like, like Lobo on a day off, you know? So as I'm waving my hands around as I talk, I had, there was a beer, and I knocked it over, and it spilled, and Giffen jumped. I thought I gave him another heart attack. I said, oh, God, I killed Keith. I killed Kenny. So... We're, we're wiping up and Bisley's over there breaking my balls. He's like, maybe we put a nipple on it. You don't know how to handle your beer. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? I already feel like an asshole for knocking the beer. I don't need your shit. So I just looked at him and go, hey, why don't you... Are you going to have to bleep yourself? No, I don't care anymore. So I'll just put that as adult content. And those kids, I'm, I'm curious this because all day long I get emails from people asking, will there be more guests? Who else is coming? Can I suggest some guests? It's like, all, it's fine. They, you know, that's how I know who they want to meet. So, but it's fine. But they ask for so many people. You go, there's no way. Yeah. They're not, we're not getting Robert Downey yeah. Jr. We're yeah. not getting Chris Evans. Right. Go to those other shows. I mean, right. Chris Evans is at a show in Seattle, I think, this weekend, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. If you have that kind of money, go for but, it. But yeah, I don't think people have interactions with No, they don't at all. They level. just stand there and they move along. You see them for five minutes, get your picture. Five minutes. Well, I'm saying you're there. Right. It's, not, it's, yeah. a, it's a quick thing. People are always, there's no way it could be five minutes. People are generally cool. Yeah. Sometimes the weird ones, the not weird fans, Anthony Mackie but was nice. people can be, like, it's just weird, like, if you're in a grocery store and somebody right. approaches yes. you and says, uh, are you Jerry Ordway? You know, and that does happen. Right. But I guess because I've been at shows and people but somehow know what show, I look like, I guess. it's one difference, but at a grocery store, yeah, no, it's, no, it's different. It's, yeah. But it happens at the mall, or it can happen. I know. I mean, you know, you go to a comic shop, and sadly... I'm not recognized. Yeah, I know. Hello. Because, See that book up there? Right. I did that book. But I mean, it's because... I'm um, Troy you know, McClure. Once you're not on a monthly oh, book, you're yeah. kind of forgotten a bit. But, What's you know, the weirdest are, thing that people have ever done? At the height of the Superman craze, I'd say that was your most popular era in comics, when you were a rock star. Did people come up and just say, draw me this well, yeah, or draw people, me that? You know, people would show up at the house... At the house? Yeah. That's that was scary. weird. That's yeah, scary. it was weird. Well, you were in the phone book. Yeah. That was, you weren't helping Well, no, yourself. my number was unlisted, but there would, you know, there was they no would Google. know how to find you. Yeah. Um, but no, the, the, the weirdest fan encounter is still the funniest to me is, was... You Superman? I was in, the, no, it was in Chicago Con again in the 80s. Right. It was, could have been like 90s, but I think it was before Superman. I was right. in the con... I was in the bar, the hotel bar. Okay. Coming out of the bar at like two in the morning. Yeah. With Alvey and I had been in there. Nothing we closed the place up. We come out. We're going going to our respective rooms. Right. Anyways, walk out and there's like a ten year old kid sitting on really? a bench in the because it's a hotel bar yeah, okay, in the, the still, lobby, right? This kid's sitting morning. right outside the bar and he yeah. goes, he comes up to me and I'm like, oh, Mr. Ordway, uh, uh, oh, come I've on. been waiting. Uh, is it possible you could do a sketch for me? At two in the morning? And I said, what are you where's doing your, here? And he goes, uh, I, we're, we're supposed to leave. We have to leave and I'm not going to be at the show tomorrow. And oh, I just, you've got so I've been waiting. And I said, I looked at Al and I said, I mean, like, what can you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I looked at Al and I said, okay, you can time. Say, get away, kid. You no, bother I, me. Right, right. I said to, to Al, I said, time me. I said, I will do the best 60-second free sketch I can yes. do for you. 
So I did a sketch. And then he sold it on eBay. Well, I <laughs> they didn't have, have eBay back right. then. He invented eBay just so he could sell that's it. True. That's true. That kid went on to found eBay. No, but that was... That that's was, weird. So not only did he know you were there, but he knew you were in the bar. He was stalking me. That's the that's weird part. Someone He's waiting for you to come yeah, out of the yeah, bar yeah. Was, was an odd thing. But again, everybody's got a story and you just you take it on face value that they're telling you the truth. So. Yeah. Um, I told you the weirdest one is I got off the radio. And the radio's a live show, so they know you're leaving the station. I don't know. So I, I did the bit in the morning with the guys, and then we talked about, I don't know what we talked about, some Star Wars. So I got on the elevator, and I go out to the front where my car's parked. And now I learned not to park your car out front. And somebody was outside waiting. Yeah. They go, are you the king of the nerds? I go, what now? And they go, are you the guy, Mitch? I go, yeah. I'm here to assassinate no, you. No, it was a woman. She was in her car and she had the window down. Yeah. And I did think that for a brief moment. Like, this might not end so well. I was like, boom, boom, two taps and I'm done. <laughs> and she's like, I just heard what you said about Thank this. Thank God you had your shield on. No, no, no. And she's like, I think it's funny and everything. Oh, that's great. She goes, well, I'll see you at Terrific Con. And she drove off. Yeah. And I remember calling my friend George up because he's a lawyer. And he goes, you shouldn't park out front like that. And I talked to the guys. They're like, yeah, we don't park out front. We That's funny. park around back. Because if they know you're going to be in a certain place at a certain time and right. you just gave the ending to the Avengers movie right. and you walk outside and there's a guy going, I didn't see it yet. Thanks, asshole. Yeah. Boom. But that was kind of creepy because yeah. it could have gone psycho, you know. I mean, well, you never I'm a nice that. guy. That's why it doesn't happen. But I've, there's some people I've pissed off yeah. in this world. and I've, got, I've, I've been in the woods with the dog. And with the kids, and suddenly some guy comes by in a bike, you know, those mountain right, bikers, right. and he stops the bike and turns. He goes, Mitch, Mitch Halley? So I go, yeah. He goes, oh my God, that's you. What are you doing here? I go, walk on the dog. And the, I mean, what the hell do you think I'm doing here? I'm in the middle of the woods with my kids and a dog. Yeah. We're well, here the, doing taxes, you know. The weird thing is when someone knows my your name. Will, yeah. I get that because, like, I say, hey, Jerry, and I'll be like, how do I know you? And I, I don't well, remember, I remember faces. Oh, I remember faces, I don't but remember I don't remember names. names. No. Yeah. So how do you get out of that when they start talking and you don't remember their name and you go, what's... How do we know each other? Oh, you say that? Yeah. Oh, you just don't go along with it? No. So I go along with it and call him Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Guy. Right. Hey, bud. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey bud. <laughs> I do. It's your buddy. I do. Sharon goes, oh, you're going to introduce me to your friend? I go, you know Sharon, don't you? <laughs> That's how I get I out I would of if it. I knew. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, So I was thinking this is like, we're talking about the, having the kid wait outside the bar. Yeah. Around that same time, there was a, a big story running through the comic community was... Frank Miller was at a, no, I heard it as at a Chicago con, yeah, maybe yeah. that same con, yeah, yeah. and he had gone into the bathroom, closed the door on the stall, sat down, and then <laughs> so a, like a comic, I've heard this. a comic yeah, yeah. under the door. So could you or, sign this? And, and I, I, my first thought was, oh, I, you know, be great, like, thinking of, like, Seinfeld, where George just try, comes up with the comebacks, yeah, but yeah, they're yeah. too late. Yeah, yeah. Like, the comeback yeah, would yeah. be, oh, thanks. They're out of paper yeah, here. Exactly. You, know? <laughs> you start ripping something up. That would have been funny. But but people do that, and people are... Well, that's the reason why... Imagine I, being a true celebrity, like Paul a Newman. movie person or something, yeah. is that you really, you know, you have you no... You lose your public identity. Yeah, you but you also, out. you can see why people would be nervous and yeah. would have layers of protection yeah. or just be dicks. Yeah. Because in those cases, it would even years ago, someone right. could get an autograph from somebody, and they would immediately try to sell well, it. Paul Newman, and people it, drive around Hollywood with trunkfuls of, of pictures so that they can, if they oh, know yeah, somebody, nowadays, they see somebody, they oh, go yeah, and they get yeah. it and they put it up on yeah. their website or no, 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 on no, no, eBay no. or something for 
No, that's true. So you're helping somebody have created jobs for look. themselves, which is one thing, but it, what do you owe that person? No, George Lucas got in a huge fight with some kid when he was leaving a theater, and somebody, you know, some genuine yeah. fans had books, and then somebody goes, yeah, I'm not signing that. And he goes, why don't you get a job? And he's yelling at the guy, and then there was like, it was on the internet, like, right. why is George Lucas yelling at the guy? And then he told a story about how that guy follows him around right. with like, you know, 30 or 40 right, things to right. get him to sign it, and then he goes flips on eBay. Right, and George Lucas was like, under. I'm not signing that guy's stuff. Why? Because yeah. these other people are fans, they've been yeah. waiting here, and this other guy's a jerk, and he just shows right. up, pushes them out of the way. Right. And then it started a little fight back and forth about like, you'll get a job. So Lucas ended up looking like a dick, because it's like, what do you care? You got billions of dollars. So what this guy's making a couple right. of bucks? It's like, but you're making money on... You're harassing people. But you're making money on fans of George Lucas right. by stealing $800 right. from them. Right. You know, it's a business, I guess. I, well, mean, I always think of what, back in, the, in yeah. the... Was it in the 80s that yeah. Marlon Brando or 70s that Marlon Brando had punched that I don't know. photographer? There was a guy who... Oh, he punched Ron Gallardo or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, Gallardo. Yeah, yeah, right, paparazzi. Who to, right, yeah, they yeah. Would, they, and they they lived to get an embarrassing picture of somebody yeah. or yeah, a yeah, bad yeah. picture of somebody. Yeah, yeah, they'd antagonize you. Right. Yeah. So you'd come out of a restaurant, maybe had a couple drinks. Hey, so there's Brando a good picture. Just went off. Yeah, he yeah. just punched the guy. Oh, good. Yeah, and yeah. then he got sued. Really? So, you know, that happens. But then I was reading the same thing about... Um, What's his name? Did the Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, yeah, yeah Buzz Aldrin. The guy kept coming around saying right. it was a fake landing, and fake like landing, a, and he was walking out of a, a thing, and he goes, why don't you tell everybody about how you lied to America? And Buzz Aldrin just cocked the guy, knocked right. him to the ground, and the cops were like, I didn't see anything. They all walked but that away. guy still sued him. He did, but I don't think, I think it the was judges like, missed it because right. they said he was harassing. He was a 70-year-old dude, yeah, and you're like, and you know. And you're like national hero, yeah. and he keeps stalking him, yelling like, you didn't land on the moon. Well, the, so I book. punched out the guy the other day at the yeah. uh, Dunkin' Donuts. So Neil, we'll see. Neil, I told him I was Jerry Ordway. <laughs> Why'd no, you hit me? I read that Neil Armstrong biography, yeah, yes, and that yeah. Neil Armstrong biography indicated that, that that guy was bothering all the astronauts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that he would show up, and Neil Armstrong stopped doing autographs. Yeah. Because of that guy. Of not just that guy, but just that he knew people were doing it to... Well, you heard Neil Armstrong's barber was saving his hair clippings, Yeah, yeah, right? he had to sue the guy. Yeah, the that's, guy was that's selling, even weird, yeah, yeah. selling Neil Armstrong's hair. Yeah. So, I mean, you understand yeah. where some of these people are coming from, and they don't, you don't, if you, you're in a movie... Yeah. And your movie's popular, right. that doesn't mean you owe somebody a piece of your life. No, no. You if don't. you want to be nice and do a, like I said, Chris if you're Evans... scheduled to be if you're in a Chris place, Evans, right. And you're doing comic book events. Right. And somebody is going to bug you when you're coming out of a restaurant for dinner. Right. You're totally reasonable saying, look, I'm going to be I'm at this show. Duty. If yeah, you yeah, want yeah, to yeah, get yeah, an yeah, autograph yeah, from yeah, me, yeah. I donate everything to charity. Right. Whatever. Right. You know? No, speaking of that, because we're here in Fairfield, near Westport, and I used to see Paul Newman. I think I saw him at least half a dozen times at restaurants like Centro's right yeah, up yeah. the road. But you would, it would be like seeing deer. The first time, you're like, oh, look, right. there's a deer in the backyard. It's so cool. But you knew not to bug him. You knew not to bug him, just right. like the deer. Right. You just don't bug him. Because he had the reputation of he wasn't going to sign an autograph, and he was one that didn't really want to be bothered. Right. But I met him in a charity event years later. He was there with his daughter, oh, Nellie, Nell. And uh, he was fine yeah. because he was expected to be right. there, and it was raising money right. for his whole wall game. Right. So you're not going to be a jerk and then ask right. people to donate your charity. Right. It's like, screw you. Give right. me a check. But he was very friendly then. Yeah. I was like, oh, hello, Mr. Newman. I was like, hi, how are you? 
And I said, oh, I see you around Fairfield. He goes, oh, you live right... And we just started talking about yeah. restaurants and stuff. It was about three or four minutes, and that's about it. I said, well, you know, take care. I didn't get a picture with him. I didn't get an autograph. We right. just like being friendly, and he was friendly back. And I he told my a, mom, and my mom was like, oh, my God. He's one of my favorites. He was always very... Nice and again, some people... Honestly, comic fans are generally nice people. Yeah. I don't think there's that many that I've ever encountered. Well, except encountered. for Scott Martin. Yeah. That, <laughs> guy, not encountered, that guy's got a lot of issues. I've not encountered a lot, a lot of, of jerks issues. over a long time. Really haven't. Uh, Some people show up with a lot of books, but again, if you have a, a, no, a limit, Bill used to get fine. a lot of shit. Didn't he used to get guys like yelling at him about story ideas and he didn't want to get into it? Bernie? I mean, John was the type of guy who didn't have that filter. Like, he when you're in say, public, yeah. you, you would just say if something bugged him, he right. would, you knew it bugged he him. He was being sub My attitude is that if you're in public, you have to just roll with it. You're, and you're, it doesn't do anybody yeah. any good to, you know. Well, wouldn't the D.C. people tell you, don't don't engage, don't be abusive? Didn't they ever give you, like, a pep talk backstage? Like, you no, represent you the that. country, the company, you don't you want to be that. a jerk? Like, I did well, almost all my signings from, from in the 80s. They were all at DC tables. Yeah. I would have my table somewhere to do sketches. But there has been other but artists and writers. no one ever had to tell me that. No, there's some, you, some no, people that are jerks it. to people. I'm just saying, yeah. but nobody had to tell me that because that just makes sense that it's if you're at somebody's sense. company yeah. table, you're, representing you're not the there to create a controversy. Right. You're there to promote something. But there are people that do that. Yeah. Some people just do it to get the notoriety. They want to be on Facebook or YouTube. They want right. to provoke people. Right. But I mean, you, the whole point of it is... You've never had somebody ask you a question in such a way that you're like, oh, where's this guy going with this? Like, your defenses come up right away. Like, I better be careful how I answer this. Yeah, I, 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 I get try it. Not I, to, yeah. I mean, I try not to speak Especially without nowadays. thinking. No, nowadays, you know, everything can be misinterpreted as a political thing or... I try to be uh, open. I don't really... I'm, I'm not going to give you my entire life story right. in one, you know, sitting, but you'll get it over a period of time anyways. No. Well, there's people a lot of people try to on Twitter. You. No, on no, Twitter, I know. People I've, try to provoke On the you. internet, I've got people take jabs, and then a lot of people know I'll go back at them, but then I'm told not to. Yeah. Because it's not going to end pretty, and you're what's never going to win. You're never going to win. Right. It's not worth it if someone's trying to provoke an, yeah. an argument. And you don't know you who's bad. on the other side. There no. could be three guys in a room laughing about it. Right. Going, ah, oh, I really got his goat now. I really or got him. I got him to say something bad or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's enough of that. I mean, to me, the internet is a overly negative place. Oh, God, yeah. And I understand I'd why it is. I'd say percentage-wise, 90% of it's negativity yeah, and yeah. very little. But and hey, if it is positive, people think it's it's fake. They go, that's not real. Yeah. Like, there was a thing yesterday I saw an old footage from 2016 of this kid that was terminally ill with cancer and Chris Evans, speaking of Chris Evans, he showed up at the house, Robert Downey Jr. showed up at the house and went to Paltrow and it was when Civil War was out. Right. And the kid was off her team cap and Robert Downey Jr. is like, well, maybe you should be for Team Iron Man. Right. So he brought the kid a helmet. He brought right. him some stuff, and they all talked. And they had, you know, obviously the boy's sick. You know, there's no doubt about it. There's no magic. He's got cancer. And then I went and looked up, and sure enough, he passed away afterwards. Yeah. There's nothing they can yeah. do. They're just actors right. and people. But for a brief moment of time, that kid was happy. Yeah. They all had a fun time. Yeah. It was a, a very humbling experience. Right. But then I saw some of the comments below, and people were like, this was just set up by the studio. This was just set up there so they could film it for publicity. And I love one of the comments that go, here goes the hippies. Got to ruin everything for everybody. It's like, how do you know that they didn't have a nice time? And they go, then why'd they film it? I go, because this kid, they had a letter writing campaign. When you pull the full story, all his 
classmates right. wrote to Downey and, and Evans and asked them if they could come and meet their right. friend who was dying. Right. And it was like a little story on the local news about how these efforts right. paid off and the kid got to meet his heroes before he passed away. Why and does everybody have to be so cynical also, about it? But why, why wouldn't you film it if you have a camera in your pocket all the time? Yeah, it was. you could see it was Whether like the dad was filming. Right, it was I'm like saying, like, wouldn't, it, as a parent... It wasn't you a would, whole movie crew. It was like a, a As a parent, thing. you might want that as a memento. Right. Like, here, my kid had a nice in moment brief 12 after years this, on the earth. Right, after struggling with cancer, oh, he God, had a nice yeah. day or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. It's, it's not like a... I mean, everything doesn't have to be about that. People sometimes, I mean, you, you take it for granted. Oh, but then they start going, then why did God, somebody goes, well, God bless this kid. And then the guy's like, well, why did God give the kid cancer? And I go, what is wrong with you people? Why are you doing this? And they're like, well, you're, you're saying God. I don't believe in God. Well, that's you. Keep right. it to yourself. Right. And they're like fighting on this right. internet thing, you know? Oh, well. One nice thing, and then instantly it's... Let's rain on the parade and turn yeah. it bad. I, I mean, saying, I try to be respectful of religion. Yeah. I'm not a follower of anything I anymore. Know, but I don't... Who am but I to I'm not say gonna something? Piss on somebody. Exactly. Yeah, unless they're being jerks about it. Unless something. they're knocking at my door and telling me i got to convert or something right. like that, which is a different story. But I'm just saying, like, like I get requests for stuff. Oh, I'm, yeah. you know, sick or I'm poor I or do whatever. Too. I get requests for stuff. And you I just go through do it. all. Yeah, you know, can, yeah. everybody's got a sob story, and you take it on faith that they're, they're being, being truthful. Yeah, there's good. Yeah. Sometimes you know they're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have a suspicion, but it's like, what's it cost to do it? And maybe it is. You know, I mean, you just you can't not believe it. If you find out later, then you can feel annoyed. But right. do you want to take a chance and not? You know. I mean, I got, a, I got a letter from a guy in I was with you when the guy took $10 off you a couple weeks ago. And yeah, I was like, well, are you kidding me? Well, he didn't take $10. I he, gave him No, he asked you. He said he missed the train. His phone wasn't working. Right. He couldn't get a ticket. And he's like, any way you can help? And I just said no. But you said sure. And you just gave him some money. But I was like, if that was true, he could have charged his phone there. He could ask me for a charger. There was ways around it. He could have got on the train and explained it. Whatever. I don't know. I mean, I feel like if that was me, I would yeah. want somebody to be generous or kind to me. If it was 2 me. in the morning, maybe. I'm just saying, I take people at face value. You know, you I can think afford... he was trying to scam you? I thought he was He trying... seemed pretty genuine. Okay. He seemed furtive, but he seemed genuine to me. Furtive? Furtive, yes. Oh, wow. We're really pulling out the $6 words. I'm making up words here today. So... Versus whatever I said. Subnoxious. Subnoxious. And you're over there throwing the real deal out. No, but I think I think that's what I'm saying though. You you take it for granted that someone's right. telling you the truth until otherwise proven. But what does it cost you to do something? We saw like that I, couple that I got busted for taking that homeless guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They started a Kickstarter for this yeah, yeah. guy, and they raised like four hundred thousand for him. Yeah. They took all the money. It's like that's well, the stuff that people think I of. Don't donate to every Kickstarter. No, I don't I know. donate to no, every. No, but GoFundMe. I always think of that. Though. I think of it, and yeah. I say, well, what's the worst that happened? Can I retweet something? Yeah. Am I retweeting something that's genuine? I, I usually try to read up on it before you donate. Yeah, this. because I want to make sure you know. But you, you can't always know. Oh, I signed a petition to keep a show be, on TV the other day, but it wasn't to sign in it. Suddenly uh, I was involved with this yeah, thing, yeah, and yeah. now I'm getting hit with all these emails. Oh, about, the Move On Org or one of those things? Yeah, yeah I was yeah. like, you said, save the show, the kids yeah. are all right. And I like my cutlets, yeah. and that's the show. So I said, sure, sign the petition. So I signed it. Next thing you know, I'm involved in some kind of, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sending weapons to, like, uh, guerrilla warfare people. No, and, you're not. Sandinista. I don't know what happened. You're arming I'm Michael <laughs> Cutlets to get back I'm into trying, the Walking Dead to kill zombies. 
TV show. Now, next thing you know, I'm donating money to Martians. And <laughs> I try to do good, Jerry. No. So anyway, where are you saying these two people? Before I've I gotten did. people like I get a lot of requests, and people say, "Oh, can I get a sketch?" Yeah. You, know, you they do the sketch for every person. You never stop. But I, if someone writes to me, I'll do a postcard. You do sketch. a stick figure, don't you? Or I'll send a, I'll send a postcard with a Superman head or something. You signed John Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> Why should he get credit? This is really bad. <laughs> John Byrne. No, but I mean, I think that's just. You know, it's one thing to have a thousand no. requests. I have sketches when I was a kid. The guy that drew Popeye, uh, Wildman? Oh, the guy who drew the George Wildman? Charles. Yeah, yeah, George yeah, he Wildman. drew me a he beautiful a picture. Yeah, he was a local guy. And my mom had written to him and said, I want to be a cartoonist. And he took the time out and wrote me a letter. And he did a nice picture of Popeye. I still have it. Like, that was cool. And he yeah. colored it. And it was inked. It was, I'm sure he didn't do that every day. You know? Your mom didn't say, oh, my son Mitch is dying. No, no. To meet she, you. You know what? I, <laughs> I have to turn it over. It says, to meet you. <laughs> no, you know what's good? She was very good at it. You wonder said. why they all say, no, she's hope you get better. There's a lost art of uh, writing letters. <laughs> that people don't write letters anymore. Yeah. Like, my mother, they would practice penmanship. Yeah. Like, constantly. Right. She had such beautiful penmanship. Yeah. It was like the Declaration of Independence. Right. And she would write letters to people right. all the time. It's like, nowadays, you think it's crazy. <laughs> son, bitch. He's dying. He's dying. Dear, Mr. <laughs> Dear Mr. Zek, my son Mitch had one you last request. You just have to request. flip that thing over. Nobody ever thinks to flip it over. Yeah. He said, if he could live one more day, <laughs> what? He'd eat ice cream all day. What? Okay. For some reason, Zek sent over uh, Rocky Road. We don't know why. Yeah, no, sure. no, but she would write to letters and, pe and people. And then friends were like, oh, they didn't really read it. It was just a publicist. And yeah. They were just sending us some rubber stamp drawing. I'm like, why do you get it again? Yeah, why rain on the parade? Why are you going to be that way? So when you rubber stamp these Superman heads and yeah, send right? them out to kids. Well, Dennis, I've said that on a previous purple. podcast, but when, Dennis Janky gave me, uh, when we did the, when I went off Superman after the death of Superman, yeah. we had, they had like a little dinner for me. Yes. And we had a Superman cake and yeah. stuff. And Dennis, gave me a gift of a stamp that was with my signature that I do on the comics. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he made a stamp of it, and he said, now you don't have to sign all those books. There you go. I've never used it to do that. Oh, you But should. I did stamp my Carlin on the forehead. That was the only no significant stamp, yes. Uh, kind of like branded him like the uh, Silk Six cult. <laughs> it's not like that Grunewald. I told Breeding we had the Grunewald uh, oh, yeah. ashes. He yeah, goes, yeah. really? I go, yeah. I said, you want it? He goes, no. <laughs> He said, Mark wasn't that big a guy. You can't imagine that she has a lot of ashes. <laughs> I said, I don't know. It's, it's in my garage. Well, what do you want? Bag. Here's a question. What, what, do do you want? Want? what do you want done with you when you die? Oh, no. I read about this thing because uh, Mike Carlin's wife posted on Facebook she wants to be made into a garden because now there's a thing with a compost. Yeah, yeah. When you die, they like right. chop. I don't know if they chop you up or whatever they do. They mix you with some... <laughs> They, no, they mix you in with some, like... I think they like, lay you uh, out and cover you with leaves. <laughs> no, they mix you with, uh, what's the word I'm like, wood chips? Do they mi mix in your ashes with wood chips? No, they, actually, they actually no, they make you compost. Okay. I doubt that they're like, grinding no, like, you up. <laughs> that doesn't sound like well, a... My grandfather, like, yes, when, we, like, when he, he would ground catch up fish a big, as a kid, if the fish industrial died mixer. and he didn't eat them, he would grind up the fish with, right. like, coffee grounds, right. and they'd throw them in the garden on top of the tomatoes. The tomatoes would grow really big. So I'm hoping that I can make a giant watermelon out of Mitch. 
Uh, no, so so Janice, is it Janice, Janice, yeah. It's the famous Mitch Halleck pumpkin patch. No, no, no I'm sorry. It was, no, you know who it was? It wasn't Janice, it was Louise. Oh, Louise Simon. Simon. Okay. She said, I want to become a garden. Okay. And then, uh, you know, and then the whole, <laughs> the topic started about that. I don't want to, I don't like saying what I want to become because I think it's, the Italians jinxing it. Yeah. So I'll die tomorrow because now my wife will know what to do with me because she just heard me on this podcast saying, well, you know, his last wishes were to be shot out of a cannon. Uh, all we have a lot of Tupperware at home. We could certainly fit him he in said, there. Aim him at a certain angle in Connecticut <laughs> so his ashes go right over a certain place and spews everywhere. Uh, I don't know. See, as a kid, everybody was buried. It's yeah. a Catholic thing. You got buried in a coffin. There was no cremation because right. you had to have a physical body right. to come back to. When Jesus right. brings everybody back, you can't just go into a pile of ashes right. and, like, there's Uncle Bob. But that's a walking dead, Right. Yeah, they're going to bring you back. If, they if someone back. cut your head off, you're they not going to come rise. back or whatever. But. No, so cremation was not looked upon as no, a Catholic no. church, but now, well, now it's because of money and cost and the it's environment. It's because of the overcrowding in, in the cemeteries. <laughs> cemeteries. So, no, so now they're yeah, going to... We'll, did we'll, you see the one where they we'll put let you... let that slide Did you see the bit. one where they put you in a, uh, uh, like a pod, like a tree? Um, like they take your body and they like put you in like a cocoon. No, they put you in a cocoon with like a seed and they bury you in the ground and a tree comes up and it uses your your body. I'm not kidding. I know, I know. But your bones and everything are in this tree. Like there's the Ordway tree, you know? <laughs> and it's what coming kind of back tree? to you get know you. What I, when I asked, uh, what's his name that time? Oh, Bruce right, Tim? Right, yeah, yeah. If you could be any flower, what would yes. it be? And he's like, oh, I don't know, an orchid? Now we know. He, he, was, he was really bad about that. He and it was just up, a joke. He came up after me. At, and Mike Robb was there, too. It was just a joke. Actually, the reason why I don't have a photo with Tim is because Mike Robb screwed up my picture. Oh. Thanks, Mike. God rest his soul. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know. Why? What do you want to do? Put in a butt can? Ashes. Oh. That's what Dan, Dan, God rest his soul, my friend Dan Yancey, he was always like, when I'm done, put me in a butt can, and I'm done. And he passed away, 46, went to his service. There he was in a little box. Yeah, I yeah. go, holy shit, me? Because Dan was a big guy. Yeah, Dan yeah. was like 6'3", like 300-something pounds. And next thing you know, he's the size of a, a shoebox. No, I'm just thinking, like, I, when I grew up with funerals and yeah. stuff. When yeah, I was yeah, a kid, yeah, yeah. I went yeah. to funerals, all the people in tavern, old old dudes. My mom would always pay right. for an official funeral. She'd always put them in a suit with my older brother, really? Mike. Yeah, she did all this. Your mother paid for suits for dead guys? She gave, put these guys in my old, my brother, older brother's suits. Really? And she paid for the funerals. And what if your other brother came out and said, I like that suit, Ma. Well, you're going to go buy it, get it Dig up. it up. And, <laughs> go after Mr. No, O'Rourke. They're buried him at 4 o'clock. That was, that was the time. I mean, you, you also got to, you, you always open casket. Yep. Unless somebody yep. died horribly. Well, they wake and uh, some people in my old house. I had house. enough of it as a kid. I yeah. saw probably seven, eight funerals in a period of ten years. They didn't bomb them back then, did they? Yeah, they did. Did they? Yeah. Okay. You know, don't you remember? They, they oh, they look so natural. Them. No, they look like they unnatural. Dead. No, they don't embalm them in Italy. Okay. They just put you out. And then in a couple of years, they take the bones out. You know that, right? Why? They put you in an above-ground crypt. And Why after would you they decay, take the bones out? They take the long bones, they take the like skull. No, they take the, they take the bone, they put you on a shelf like a book. They take the long bones oh, of the right, skull okay. yeah. and they throw the rest out and they grind it up and they put you in a bone box and they shove you up on a shelf. Like right next to the death of Superman, <laughs> there's Hordwick. Well, hey, yeah, they'll grind me up and you know put me in the next be in, edition. The you next should be in an omnibus, exactly. Right. This one's a little heavier, that's a real Hordwick there. <laughs> 
they so sent you know, me off so, to, to, no, to I don't know. Colorado to have me incorporated into a Blue Moon batch. <laughs> I saw the blood book the other day, the Kiss one, at a comic store. Yeah. You know, where they put their blood in there. Grunewald's in, what is it, Squadron Supreme? Yeah. He's in that one? In the ashes. trade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, again, we're talking about how many gallons of ink versus how much a couple drops of blood or whatever. Honestly, I don't really think of it in those terms. I don't want to be morbid. I think you just die and you should be just, please remember me nicely. You don't want to be that garden next to Louise? Yeah. I I think there's the Simonson garden and there's the Ordway garden. I don't care. You'd have like all weeds growing in you. Yeah, right. (laughs) All nasty stuff. No one wants to cut the grass. Exactly. Come on, my kids can't cut the grass. I think I just cut yours. Yeah, right. How do I know that was in his hand? <laughs> you just see a, a pen Compost. tip and a brush coming out. Yeah, exactly. So you haven't thought about this? I've only thought about it, just that I don't, I would not want a, a lying in state kind of funeral because that seems just yeah. for my childhood, that's creepy. It was creepy, yeah. They used to wake up for three days, remember that was a kid? But see, I understand. Two days and then the third right, day they I understand, you. you know, in those days. Because they, in case you woke right, up. Right. You know, wasn't you wasn't going to happen. I mean, you wouldn't want somebody, like, to be really anxious about your organs, so I don't want to be an oh, organ nowadays, donor for no. that reason. No. You know, I'd be, like, worried. I've felt, you've heard that story, right? Like, like if they you see think, you're an organ donor, if you get an accident, they're like, you think, hey, don't bother. We're going to make some money on this guy. <laughs> it's horrible. I don't need to say that, I but I've so heard too. those stories. That and was maybe that movie somebody Coma. benefits from it. But Remember I'm, the movie Coma? Right, right. We saw they the Tom Selleck. Hanging, hanging in the Tom little, Selleck was the guy. <laughs> hanging in the bag or whatever. Like. I remember that. It was freaking me out. But that's not true, though. I've heard people that are nurses, they said, oh, they don't do that. That was just a movie. Michael Crichton wrote that. Yeah. I do think... He's dead, too. I do think that there's a temptation that if you're a good donor, that they might not go overboard. Really? I, I think so. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's such a shortage of... that liver. Yeah, right. There's such a shortage of of usable organs. Didn't you ever hear about that over, like, overseas, like, in China, that they're, like, stealing people's body parts? You've heard those, right? Are those, like, folklore? Is that real? I doubt it. You think it's real? Some stuff's unregulated. Well, there's stuff here that you hear about. I don't know if you watched John Oliver. Two weeks ago, two Sundays, last Sunday, a week ago, he did a thing on medical examiners... And coroners, right? And basically, was saying that there's no real oversight for it, so anybody can be one of these people, even yeah. if they're not qualified doctors. It's not like your patient's going to get sick. And there was a they, they interview with some guy who had like a in an office building, and he had like a body laying in the corner, and he was supposed to be determining cause of death, and he was not an expert. He was not a doctor. He How did he get the job? Then? He get a job because he wanted the job and he asked for it. Oh, come he, on. Yes. And there was, like, no regulation. And that people, if you really? die... Really? Come on. Seriously. You don't have to pass a test or anything? Like, be a doctor? So it's such a... It, Maybe every the kid that out of med school every town has a medical it. examiner. Yeah. But people that don't have no medical degree It's those guys elected. with the really you cold tan shape. That's the, who it is. Yeah. Scary. Seriously? Yeah. I got it. That maybe look was, it up maybe online. Was. No, he did a whole thing on it. It was like a most so the main like episode was about apply it. within. So you just take the job. Like, what do you? What's your experience? I don't I know. Always wanted. I to, watch Walking I always Dead. Like, yeah, I always wanted Good. to deal with dead bodies. So he said you're better off if you die. Make sure that you die of something very <laughs> known. Like, oh, he just had a heart attack. Because if you have to have a, a an autopsy. It's unless you're in a major metropolitan and there's a crime involved. Yeah. Chances are you're going to be laying in, you know, just on like a table next to a mini fridge. Yeah. <laughs> in an office suite. 
and the dude just comes. That's why you ever see those movies like the guys, the examiner's got the cigarette hanging out of his mouth and just walks in yeah, like yeah. he's drunk. And he's like, hey, yeah. But our, our feeling is that this is these are all like actual offices, like but they're not. It's not Quincy. They're I mean in major metropolitan areas. There's such a shortage of, say, forensic people. Yeah. Nobody wants to get in there. If you're, you're a doctor, to you don't want to get in. No, you're not going to get good money for that. So I mean, it is scary. Wow. Well, that's been a depressing episode on today's Power. Well, you Cosmic. should look that one up, though. That no, I can't wait to go should. home. Look at that. I worry late at night when I start bored. It's eye-opening. When I'm tired, I'll start looking up things like lobotomies on the internet. <laughs> and I'm thinking that there's some big brother out there watching what I'm Googling. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, he's looking into lobotomies. Well, Quick, shut him down. But now. you have that lobotomy table set up at Terrificon. I do. No. If you're no, bothered by anxiety, Mitch has got a no. screwdriver and a little ta- tiny no, no, hammer. No, ice pick. Taps ding, it up ding, your ding, no- ding. nose. I like how that, I don't like the fact, but there were some people that had lobotomies that were okay. Well, they weren't vegetables. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Like well, some people went out to lead productive lives. Do you think everybody, lives. everybody who was a lobotomy expert, was trained somehow? No. no. Was this a guy with an ice pick? The guy there was. was I was doing them in like ten minutes. Right. Just sitting you down. And but tap, if you tap, don't know where to tap, I mean, you're hitting a certain part of the brain. Right, over the right but you have to hit the right part of the brain. Yeah. Hence, Rosemary Kennedy. Go ask her. She can't. She's, right. Well, she's dead now, but they screwed her right. up big time. Well, they, they screwed up Frances Farmer. She was the an singer? actress. Yeah. She was a beautiful blonde actress. No, no, she was depressed she a lot. mental yeah. issues, and they, yeah, they lobotomized her. And, and what happened afterwards? You have to watch the movie. Oh, that was with uh, Jessica Lange. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, scary, oh. But she wasn't, movie. like, a vegetable after it, was she? It's scary. Seriously? She was institutionalized. After it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought she came back to... You know who they did that to? The other actress that was a big uh, drunk alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> Maureen, isn't Maureen O'Sullivan? Maureen? Who's the one that married Peter Lawford? I'm not sure. Oh, that was Peter Kennedy. Was that was Kennedy. Kennedy. There was some actress that was married to Sullivan. But I mean, people. But she she suffered from alcoholism, yeah, yeah. and they gave her a lobotomy. But people do that. It was like a big thing. They oh, were, it was. There was a cure. Well, that's not one of those HBO, or wasn't it an HBO, uh, uh, Netflix show? Had about that whole thing about the guy who that was doing lobotomies to little kids. Right, right. Yeah. Little kids because they were. Yeah, there was that thing, Laura. They right. were they were acting up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead of giving ADA. Yeah, yeah. They put a nice. But I'm saying, like, people are getting lobotomized chemically. Oh, with, with authority. With, right, with whatever. Yeah. You know. It's just so screwed up. I mean, they. I'd rather have it be done. That's via why I walk medication by because you can always go off medication. You can't. You can't go back, back from your a lobotomy. Frontal uh, orbital, <laughs> whatever it is, orbital something. That's what always scares me about one floor of the cuckoo's nest. Oh, yeah. When it gets me at the end. Oh, Do you yeah. know that Michael Douglas played that part? Not Michael Douglas, Kirk Douglas. Yeah, he's the one who had the option. That's why Michael Douglas had the oh, option. Oh, is that for the true? Movie. I didn't know that until the other day. His yeah. dad played it on Broadway Kirk, or something. And Kirk Douglas had the movie option for years. And then Michael's get the one that made the movie, yeah. And then finally his kid says, Can I use, you know, can I, I take didn't the know. option? I was always like, How did he get involved? And he was a little miffed that he didn't get a chance to play it. And Nicholson played it. Yeah. Leonard Nimoy played that part, too, which yeah. would have been weird yeah. to see him. That's a great book. I read the book in high school. Although the book is narrated from the point of view of the, of the Indian Native American. Native American, yeah, the chief. So the movie become if you don't read the book, the movie is a better surprise than it is like with the book you already know. Oh, this That's why when I look at that mental hospital where I walk Harley, it freaks me out because you knew stuff was going on in there. I mean, it's empty now. It's been empty for 26 well, years. Well, I mean, think about it in the old days. You had any excuse. You could have your relative, your I wife committed, committed. If, she was, if she was postpartum depression. Well, 
committer. Oh, speaking of what I was talking about, I was cleaning my, uh, my, my old belongings, and I found an old newspaper clipping in my grandmother's photo album. This has nothing to do with comics. But it was from 1938. You know what the newspaper headline was? Uh, Baby mo- found. No, 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 no. Mother, mo- mother, Kansas mother, Park mother of six, field. mother of sixteen. Yeah. Uh, attacked by uh, angry husband. And you read the article. It said so and so, 42 years old, 16 kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her husband came home and accused her of being unfit or inf- infidelity. Right, right. So he took an axe. And he chased her around the house, and the cops came. But the headline alone, mother of 16, right. accused of being, in, uh, right. you know, cheating on the, the husband. When would she have time? When would she have time? Right, and right. I'm like, dude, she's had 16 of your kids. Unless those kids were well, all on, they were all on hers. That's what yes. I was thinking. Maybe that's Rainbow why he's so bad. It's like, wait a second, none of these kids look like me. None of us have red hair. Boxes of chocolate from all the neighborhood guys. <laughs> and is, they all laugh at me when I walk by. Why do we always have new mailmen? I know. I, I was just like, how? But that was the headline of the local paper. And why did she clip it? You wonder. I, that's no. There was, was it a, a neighbor? no, no. There was a better headline in there that was like uh, mystery woman in some local scandal. And I'm like, is that why my was my grandmother the mystery woman? They're dead. I have nobody yeah, yeah. to ask. But I'm like, why yeah. did she say this? Well, you read a novel about it. Oh, it's very you good. I should ask my mom. Sounds like a knows premise, something about the premise of a book. I'm cleaning the garage. I find a newspaper yeah. clipping in an old photo album, and I start looking into it. It turns out to me, my grandmother was the Black Delilah. She got better, though. <laughs> it was Dahlia, though. <laughs> Black Delilah was probably a stripper or something. No, that's <laughs> the one they cut in half. The Black Dahlia. What did I say? Black Delilah. <laughs> I said she was a stripper version. Oh. <laughs> oh, I meant the other thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it, sure. Imagine you're going to base the clean. Delilah. <laughs> That's a song. <laughs> Delilah, remember that? Delilah. Is that Freddie Tom, Pender? Tom Jones. Tom Jones? Whoa, <laughs> Black Delilah. <laughs> That's where they solved the Black Delilah murder. <laughs> <laughs> they never solved the Black Dahlia. I gotta go blow my nose. Hold on. That's making. Oh, man, I blew my nose. Oh gosh. Yeah, Norm Crosby. You like that? You misconstrued what I said. Uh, <laughs> no, that, when I, no, when I did a Howard Chaykin interview, I kept saying, "When you did the adaptation, he goes, no, adaptation." I said, "What he goes." Animals adapt. I wrote a story. <laughs> I was like, and I kept saying adaption, and then he started saying it too. He goes, yeah, when I adapted this, I mean, adapted. What did I say? So it's, it's catchy, whatever I say. Well, I'm thinking so, like you clean, cleaning out your garage and finding a box of bones. <laughs> well, <laughs> those are the long bones, and that's the long all. bones are shit. Yeah, my grandparents. <laughs> no, there's. The sad thing is about when you find these old albums, if you didn't ask people ahead of time who they oh, yeah, were, yeah. they're just strangers. Yeah, they're pictures on a page. And, and there's I go, no names on them. No, and I go, I yeah. think that's so-and-so. Well, I have a whole just, box of pictures from my aunt yeah. that when but my they aunt passed the away. No, yeah. and these are like 10 by 12. There's giant Photos. professional photographs nice. from like 1900, 1910. You know and one of them's a funeral. Ooh. And you look at it, and this picture of the guy in the coffin. Yeah, they're you know? all standing around it. And it's yeah. like, well, some of these people have been in other pictures I've seen, but I have no idea who they are. No, and I again, that's know. the lesson is well, to get see, that information before I realize your my kids are upstairs. My kids are upstairs, and Sharon doesn't know because she, she, I grew up with a lot of the people in the book. Like my, uh, I just found out my uh, Jean's 
first name's not Jean yeah. because I read her wedding thing when I was her right. it's Catherine. Right. So I'm going to ask my mother, why the hell do we call her Aunt Jean if it was Catherine? Because there probably was another cousin, Kathy, and they just called her Jean because it was her middle name. Oh, that happened all the time. Yeah. It was yeah. like, why is this guy called George? Well, well my, his real name's Marco, but there's three Marcos, so we call him George. I'm like, what are you talking about? My mom's so, best friend yeah. from forever right. was also named Tilly. Oh, so... So they, call her? they called the other one Rem because her last name was Remshack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I went to school at four. David must have been a popular name when I was a kid because I was in class with four Davids. David McDonald, David Borzane, David right. Proto, and David Riccio. So you would just call them by their last names because you couldn't say Dave because right. they'd all turn around. You're like, well, which one? We had I, Michaels, too. I never had that problem with Jerry. Yeah, with Jerry. I was the only Mitch, too. So. Yeah, there weren't that many Jerrys. No, but anyway. Now Tom Jones is in my head. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. Pussycat, pussycat. Dun, dun. I like Tom Jones. My mom had all Tom Jones albums. She I loved Tom, Tom Jones. Tom Jones is great. He, his we saw theme the for the Bond movie is like the best. Which one was that? Thunderball. Oh, that's him? I don't it, remember. I like Thunderballs. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was, I was we, playing that record yeah. while I was I was yeah. working out in the basement, yeah, yeah, yeah. lifting weights. Were you doing your Tom Jones moves? No, but I had the I had Thunderball on, and yeah. my <laughs> my daughter Rachel could hear it up through two yeah, two yeah, floors, yeah, yeah. To know what and she like thing. tweeted about. <laughs> I'm hearing these weird noises. It sounds <laughs> like my Tom. I'm pulling my Tom Jones. <laughs> we saw him. He was playing at Toast Place in New Haven, which is like only where young rock stars yeah, yeah. go, and he was on tour. And this is like the late 80s, early yeah. 90s. I don't know why. He, no, he, had did, a Prince song. he did a Prince song. Yeah, That's yeah. it. He did a Prince song. And so we we were running late. So we go, and there's this big tour bus right in front of it. And that's what, in New Haven, they would park in front. They'd go into the club. There was no back alley right. or anything. So we're going there, and he's coming down the stairs to the bus. And he kind of looked like William Shatner when William Shatner had that really weird perm oh, thing going yeah, on yeah, that the curly, curly hair stage. Yeah. So Tom Jones is coming down the bus. I'm coming into the show with my wife, and I go, oh, my God, Tom Jones. And she goes, where? And there was a homeless guy behind Tom Jones with a long white beard and long white hair. He looked like Moses. And God bless my wife. She doesn't know anybody famous. You could have Tom Cruise in front of her. She wouldn't know who he is. She just never gives so a So you shit. said, hey, it's the guy so I said, no, I said, oh, my God, look, it's Tom Jones. And he goes to look at me, and my wife goes... You mean the old guy with the white beard? And he, Tom Jones turns to look, and he sees the homeless guy looking through the garbage can behind him, and Tom Jones goes, come on, man, come on, really, really? And then we just walk, I go, she doesn't know Mr. Jones. He goes, oh, man, really? And he goes, I go, holy shit. You just she goes, I don't know who the hell Tom Jones That's is. That's very I'm funny. Like, I just remember the look on his face. He looked at me and goes, Horrified. Horrified. Do I look that bad, love? Come on, let's go. I always look That's at really him. He did not. <laughs> yeah, his eyes bugged out. And he sang Black Delilah. No, he went on stage. He goes, "Glad all of you are here to see me, except for one lady in the house. Thinks I'm a homeless man." But I'm out going front. to bring that man up to sing a song to prove that he's not me. Oh God, we would see a lot of good acts. We saw David Cassidy up there, and David Cassidy was trying to be all rebellious. And he had been offered a scholarship to Yale when he was younger. Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, man, because Yale University was right across the street right. from Toads. So he goes, I remember years ago, they wanted me to go to that school across the street. I told them I wasn't going to have it, man. <laughs> and I'm like, 
what was that, the 60s or something? Like when the war was on? I mean, Joe, Shirley Jones. He established it. He's trying to probably get him out of the army, really. Or he's trying to get him in this, away from being drafted. They probably spend money to have his yeah. chest scores fake. Exactly, because I was like, how did David Cassidy get to go to Yale? He was that smart. I was, you know, now that this whole scheme has come out. people are smart oh, I'm just saying. I would raise an eyebrow. Sometimes you hear so-and-so graduated from Harvard, you're like, Really? Yeah. Natalie Portman? Really? Top well, of the class? Jared Kushner. He went to like Ivy Trump's League guy? school. Yeah. His, yeah. his father built a like a either a wing or something oh, sure. or a I library. Believe, yeah. And of course then he uh, got in, you know. God. I mean, but that doesn't mean these people aren't smart. I don't no. know. I'm just saying money always right. talks, money talks and bullshit walks. Well, unless it's Tom Jones. <laughs> what was the other Tom Jones song? Oh, he had a bunch of. Oh, them. he had a whole album, but I'm I saying like what was he He also was great in uh, Mars Attacks. Oh, that's right. He was yep. in Mars Attacks. He's on on stage, and he's got the, and in the suddenly <laughs> like the Martians are backup singers. Yeah, that was great. No, did he? Was he one of the people that saved the world? Yeah. It was, it was Tom Jones. He, he What's goes, the big guy? Jim Brown. Yeah, he goes Jim off Jim at the Brown, end. He's on then, stage uh, singing like probably Delilah, and then it's, they cut the lights go out, and then the Martians are his backup singers, and he start chasing them. Engelbert Humperdinck was another one my mom used to like. Remember Engelbert Humperdinck? I don't know what song he sang, but we would get what we call the book of the, the record of the month. Was it uh, record uh, of the month? Columbia month? House. Columbia House. Yeah. So a new record would show up like every month, and it was a big deal. Like, oh my God, the records are here! You open up, and if you kept it, you bought it, and you paid oh, them no, like I I went twenty through, times more than what the album was. The Columbia House with the laser cassettes. disc. Oh, laser, laser disc yeah. club because you. You got a credit, yeah. and you could buy something it's for like the Audible. fourteen ninety five. It was not a sponsor of, of this show, right? Right. But I do that too. Audible. I have realized they send me a thing every month, so now you're compelled to get like. Well, a, do you? So you're, you're on Audible. No, I am. Yeah, yeah. Because it was. I want it's to, worth it if you don't. No, I mean, I wanted to hear a book, but I didn't want to read you it. Wait. Yeah. And you know, you get yeah. your credit for fourteen ninety five or whatever right. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then you get one in, instead of spending thirty bucks on a new book. You. Okay. No, I listened 14. to the twenty-six hour version of Cavalier and Clay. Oh, was that yeah. painful? Because I had it already took a long time for that to come out on Audible. Really? I wanted to, to hear that book. I can send it to no, you. No, I got want. it. Oh, I got it. Did you get the long version, the twenty-six yeah, hour? I always one? get unabridged. Yeah. Yeah, but Jesus God, I listened to that for a month. I was yeah, like, it goes is this on over? longer than. But you, you know what? When it ends, I go, wait, that's it? It just ended? I was like, literally, they buy the the comic and spoil. Right. Spoiler alert. They bought it, and that's how it ends. I'm like, right. wait, was there another chapter? Nope. He takes the money out that he saved up, and him and Sammy buy the, the Empire comics, right. and it's all she wrote. Oh, it's all Michael Chabon wrote. That was it. I really like John Discombobulated. Oh, Cider House Rules guy? I, yeah, I got I get those. World According to Garp? Yeah, yeah, I just listened to Garp. I, I think I oh, listened really? to it years ago. That's a That was a big um, deal, that book, when it came out. It's a sprawling book. Cider House <coughs> Rules, they're just really like the movie. well done. The you know why I like great. the movie? Because now when I watch it, I go, J. Jonah Jameson oh. is uh, Charlize <laughs> Theron's father, and Peter Parker is banging her right. son, and whatever else. Well, we, oh, and, and Ant-Man. He gets Ant-Man's, uh, he gives, does an abortion on Ant-Man's uh, girlfriend. Uh, see, I forgot who else was in there. Yeah, it was Paul Rudd. I, should, I have to watch the movie. So in that one scene, Paul Rudd, you got Spider-Man, Ant-Man, and oh, J. Jonah funny. Jameson. And Charlize Theron. Who was Modesty Blaze? No, Anne Flex. She's been in some superhero movies. She was Anne Flex. She was Aon also. Flex, yeah. She was. What did I say? Anne Flex. Yeah, that's Anne. That's, 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 that's the one that does the. That's the Roger Corman oh, version of yeah. Anne Flex. Yeah, yeah. She's a flexible. <laughs> We're gonna call her Annie Flex. I've watched the finale of the last uh, bunch of episodes of Doom Patrol. 
Oh, I didn't see it yet. Yeah. Go ahead, ruin the whole thing. No, no, I thought they oh. put Flex Mentallo in there, which was kind of cool. You told me that, yeah. You know who's coming to the show possibly soon? Maybe, I don't know. I haven't got the contract yet. <laughs> so don't announce it then. <laughs> the guy that plays the new Swamp thing. Well, we don't know who that is. Derek's. Okay. Mirror? Okay. You'll know when it's announced for Terrific, well, though. Well, starts, Swamp thing starts on the end tomorrow, of the week. tomorrow, the yeah, 31st, yeah. yeah. And he's also, he was one of the Jasons in that Friday the 13th picture. Yeah. He's a big dude. He's like six, five, six, yeah. six. But the makeup looks great. I hope that they don't that DC or AT and T their new corporate no, they masters. It, no. I hope they don't kill these things. No, it was supposed to be thirteen episodes. They cut it at ten, and there's no season two. But what if it does well? There'll be a season two. I don't know don't what they're think... going to do with that whole DC Universe app. I've heard stories yeah. that it might be going away. I mean, I really enjoy it. The I watched all those DC universities. Titans was good. Did you watch those? No. They do like the history of the characters. They do like. Did they do the Shazam? It's not. I there. wonder if that's where my interview is supposed to be on. No, on you're not on there. I told you oh, okay. how they redone it. The Shazams are bad. <laughs> There's no getting around it. They're bad. They're really bad. Well, I'm hoping like that the Doom the Patrol I returns. Watched, I'm hoping. Um, no, Titans is going to return. I, I Stars watched, and Strike. I watched the entire two seasons of Aquaman. From the 60s. Oh. You've seen one, you've seen them all. Yeah. It's the same story. Filmation ones, right? Oh, they're horrible. Yeah, yeah. There's like an alien coming. In one episode, the government puts Aquaman and Aqualad on a spaceship and sends them off into space to a planet that's made of water to save the Earth. How this all works, we don't know. But it, Who wrote those? A very stupid person. I never watched those as a kid. Oh, they're on in the background. I mean, people complain and make fun of the old Marvel superheroes, but... No, those, those were good were, stories. They were based on the comics. Right, those, as a These kid... These were just wacky. I was, like, maybe 10 years old, These were and bad. they really were important to me. Yeah. No, I didn't realize they were I would comics. watch Marvel superheroes anytime, because yeah. they were literally the Jack... Not only did they look like the Kirby yeah. droids, they were the dialogue they're pretty horrible the now. Yeah, but it's like... Because the, the stuff that wasn't cut out of the comics was pretty bad. Yeah. In between yeah. stuff wasn't great. But I, I didn't like the Hulk's fun. voice. The Hulk's voice always bothered me. Yeah. You stupid kid. It's like, wow, he sounds like Archie Bunker. <laughs> did you watch that last week? No, I did not. Oh, that was okay. <laughs> That's a ringing <laughs> the, endorsement. The live action. I'm all, just still saying you Woody could... Harrelson was horrible yeah. as Archie Bunker. Oh, they actually, so they did a live yeah, they did. A, then they did the Jeffersons. I wondered too. what it was. I wasn't. No, sure they took it. an old episode and they just redid it with the modern actors. And what's uh, the point of it? Aunt May was uh, Gene Stapleton. That's crazy. What's the point of doing that though? I don't know. Why those shows the are old still shows right. Those shows are in syndication uh, but, on MeTV or something. But the thing is, Woody Harrelson tried to do an impersonation of Carol O'Connor, yeah. and he kept waving his hands around. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Car I was told later on that Carol O'Connor did wave his hands around yeah. a lot. Yeah, but it was. He might have done it more. It's like I'm sitting with Carol O'Connor no, he here right done, now. No, 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 no. I guess Carol O'Connor did it more naturally and fluid yeah. as opposed to Woody Harrelson, yeah. whose brain was like, yeah. move hands at point B. Right. Accentuate right. word. Yeah, no, he it did would, the he would uh, do gestures, Italian-type gestures. Yeah, but it, it looks... Sorry, Italian. You, you, didn't, you didn't notice it. But with Woody Harrelson, you noticed it, right? As soon as it started, be like, hey, Jerry, what's going on? <laughs> what are you doing? You I'm do like, that in comics, like, just to make the panel uh, interesting if someone's talking, is you put a hand in there. Do you really? No, you it's do. It's the Neil Adams thing that I learned when I was a kid. Oh, is that why he does that? It's overacting. Oh, my because God. Because you have to. Because otherwise it's just a headshot. It's a, flat, yeah, it's a beauty shot. Right? Otherwise it's a... Well, it's a, it's a have you seen a lot of the pose. Bendis books? That's a lot of them, and it's been... 
the no, same they're boring. head. I'm saying, yeah, it's, it's just boring to stat a head over. 13 panels exactly. of heads, 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 heads. heads. You gotta move the camera. I mean, that's how Neil fought the, the talky stuff. Is, is that made, why he did that? Because I'm I, I, sure. I, I he always, Neil, there's a his giant finger pointing. He was yeah. great, and he, he his characters overacted because you're like just working opera. with a drawing. Yeah, yeah. And if it's just a headshot, it's like a headshot. actually would bore the shit out of me because it would just be like a little stick Or he would draw guys running and doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's, that w you, you need to move the camera. Kirby would kind of just do heads. Kirby moved the camera around. Yeah. Bill Kane moved the camera around. But they also did, in, in the 60s, like Neil Adams did. Dave Gibbons in The Watchmen don't move that camera around. No, but I'm, I'm just saying, if you head. have, that, that, that's a, that's a lot well, of dialogue. There's but. a big change. And the Bendis stuff, when he was doing, first got to Marvel. Yeah. He was still fighting, drawing that stuff himself, I think, and oh, he was doing was, thumbnails. Well, it was like twenty panels on a page, and yeah. they were all little yeah. headshots. Yes, yeah. yeah. You know, and that's unfortunately that's the opposite of what comics should oh, do. No. I, I just I, when you said Ben, I remember those Ultimates. I mean, those got better. Bagley. Well, the, the Bagley ones that he, he he got better on the Avengers when I think he started letting the artist break yeah, down, yeah, or maybe yeah, 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 yeah. he he was able confident enough to let go of that. Yeah. But I think when he first did it. Because he was used to drawing comics. I can, literally, I can picture those Avenger books, and they were like Luke Cage. I mean, this isn't somebody. a slam on no, him. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. And I it's just, also not a slam uh, on Giffen, but Giffen was the guy who did that in the '80s. Oh, with, with Omega the little Man. bitty panels, the little postage-sized panels all over oh, the place, with just a head in them or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to not like that. You know, I mean, it wasn't yeah, a style wanted, that I liked. Drawings. I'd rather see a big panel and have it be an environment rather than a bunch of little intercut. No, I never really thought of that until you said that and then I could picture in my head who would do that like Ross Andrew when he was doing Spider-Man had a lot of broad gestures yeah. and stuff like that. But that's Tom overacting. Tom McFarlane not so much when he was just doing the two shots it yeah. was just very stiff. Yeah. Maybe Spider-Man had his legs over his yeah. head when he was swinging but yeah, yeah. the rest of the book was not very but dynamic. But you do anything you can to try to squeeze some drama out of As Mr. Chaker told scene. me his comics are kinetic. They don't move. They're static images. But that's why you, you cheat. You have to yeah. be the camera. You, I mean, you I have do that to be with, a movie director. When I'm drawing panels, yeah. I try to use people's hands. Yeah. Because the hands express something, even yeah. though it, you, if it was real life, you wouldn't be doing that. I see a lot of the newer guys, they'll just do a face, and no, they'll, it's a, they'll raise it's an eyebrow, and I'm like, that's it? And sometimes it's a close-up where you don't even yeah. know which character is doing that. Or they'll take the same panel, and they copy-paste it, and yeah, they put yeah. it like 10 times on one page, and they'll it's just boring. Like, the eyes move back and yeah. forth. I'm it's like, very boring to me. I'm talking not as an art. It's boring to me as a reader. I'd rather have... Motion. I want you to draw the environment from right. three different angles and move the camera. See? You know? See, this episode could be multifaceted. Yeah, yeah. I could do three episodes. We got Life and Death, we got Tom Jones, and now we're talking about directing comics. But think about it. I mean, what, what, what Neil Adams was doing was, was no, kind of I, like... I could see it. it. was an offshoot of what Kirby did, yeah. where Kirby put everything in your face. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the characters came right out at pointed. you. Yeah. And Neil did the same thing of adding, like, some sort of... Yeah. Bigness yeah. to talky scenes. Yeah. I can still picture those oh, I can picture the Green Avengers Lantern, book. Green Arrow stuff. I'm thinking with of the, the Avengers book with characters the first page when the, the visions come in oh, through yeah, the yeah. door and they're all. No, like, it's very oh. immediate. It felt, yeah. it felt, even though it wasn't necessarily action punching action. No, all that but stuff it makes got it your feel attention cool. really fast. And when Neil did like the guys doing speechifying yeah, 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 yeah. and he'd have like an up angle and he'd do some great yeah, lighting yeah, yeah. and the hand would be in there, it made it feel more than just. It wasn't a generic talking scene, you know. That's a there's a big to me that was I think very influential on me as a kid. And he's self-taught as well, isn't he? 
I, I, think, think he, I, don't I don't think he went to art school. Yeah. He learned I think job. you have something in you, and you, you either develop it. Sometimes it gets better. Sometimes you're as good as you're ever going right. to be. You no, know? if you just copy other people, you don't think you ever learn. No, you never. Right. Well, we talked about I that I talked about the other day. Yeah, yeah. I could draw. You could put anybody in front of me. I could draw the exact style, whatever. Right. But that's not me. That's just right. me being a copy machine. Right. Like, oh, look. I could draw like Gil Kane. I could draw like Mike Zek. Right. It's not teaching But I told anything. you, like, my, I always felt like I always had that as a, in the back of my head as a negative. If you oh, swipe people, something, yeah. because... I always remember the question. Did you draw that? Did you do that freehand or yeah. did you trace, you trace it? that. I always remember that. People and I used to hate like, that. It's like, no, I didn't trace it. No, I know. But you could look at something and eyeball it. Yeah, which that's is what different. I would do. That's free. But that's still copying it. It is still so copying I used it, to, but it's not like I put the piece of paper over like it. Like when I was a kid. Like an I, inker. When I started doing my comics. Yes. Right? Yeah. Rubber Man. <laughs> you the would, Acrobat. You would... I did the little, sketches. I folded yeah. eight and a half by 11 yeah, and a half. Yeah, I did the same thing. Right. And I would do like five-page stories where nothing really happened. Right. But I remember doing that because I'd started out drawing. I did an Avengers comic. I oh, did yeah. an I Iron did a Man and a Submariner. And then I remember thinking like someone would say, well, those aren't your characters. And I was like, ooh. So and I was no, a 10-year-old. No, I made my own. So it made an impact on me that, oh, I have to do my own characters, even if they're stupid. Yeah. I did my own characters, and then I always like worried about swiping something like someone would notice it. I did over 400 issues of my character. I wish I had him. I gave him to my buddy. He would give me his comic, which was called Mr. Smith, and mine was Crusher Comics. And we would sit there in the back of the classroom, bored out of our minds, and he would write his story. His story were funnier, but yeah. I had better art, right. which was the funnier thing. Some people were like, why don't you guys just work together? Because right, right. he was like the Stanley, and I was right. the Jack Kirby. I'd have right. these great angles, and, right. and guys... I remember, like, somebody was getting thrown across a wrestling ring, and I did it from the point of view of, like, what it would look like if his feet right. had a camera. Right. So you see the guy headed, like, right. you know, like right. a torpedo. But the dialogue, the, there was always typos in mine and oh, stuff, yeah. but the other kid was, like, writing funny right. stuff. Right. But his were terrible. They were stick figures, yeah. literally, with just heads and That's stick funny. figures. But they, he, he would die laughing if you read his stuff. The only other <clears> kid, <throat> when I was, but say, like, 10 I had seven. his books, and he had mine, and... Then we stopped talking to each other after high school. I was so pissed at him one day. I was like, right. oh, I'm saving this shit. Right. And I threw his away. And then he calls me years later. He goes, hey, I just found all your uh, drawings. <laughs> if you want to switch them, I'll give yeah, you yeah. yours and you can have mine. I'm like, uh, yours are yeah, I, I think I lost yours. He's like, oh, I, I held on to That's all fun. yours. 400 issues and a big giant binder. <laughs> Anyway. Mitch Halleck omnibus. That's what I'm saying. I well, when, I, when I was a kid, <coughs> I was drawing my own comic stuff. Yeah. And there was another kid on the same block. Right. Who was also drawing, and I remember one time we were supposed Teamed to. Up. No, our our friends were like, "Oh, we'll judge them. Who's better?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So they put them side by side, and then they're all going, "Hey, his is better." And yeah. I said, "Well, I could show you the comics. He swiped those panels oh, out." Oh, really? Because I knew it. it was like he's guy like like yeah, the Gene Cole and Daredevil, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was just basically drawing it. And I remember calling that out, and they were, and I, I showed, I showed them the comic. Yeah, he yeah, took yeah, that from there, yeah, and they were like, like, "Oh, well, Jerry's better." <laughs> oh, that kid hated you. Possibly. So whatever happened? Yeah, I don't know whatever happened. To I him. don't know. Yeah. No, I really, I don't. I always wondered about him because he was actually, he was enthusiastic about. He comics. became a supervillain. Possibly. That's it. Possibly. Whatever happened to Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah, right. I don't know. He <laughs> don't know. channeled his energies in a different went direction. Went to go work in a candy he became factory. A chef, I think. Yeah, he went to go work in a candy store. He said he wants to make little kids happy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Jeffrey. Dark. Oh, JD. Dark. Really? All right. Let's he went wrap after this the Black up. Delilah. <laughs> An hour and a half. 
This is not as long as that three hour, three and a half hour freaking thing I did on the word balloon. <laughs> Who's going to listen to that for three and a half hours? It I took me know. multiple days. I was on the show. I go, I just got to listen to make sure I didn't insult anybody. Yeah. Sharon goes, oh no. How yeah, long were you on? I go, three and a half hours. She goes, oh no. I don't even pray to God. You must have screwed up somehow. There's a couple times where I'm on the edge That's where funny. I'm like, oh, there goes some letters. There goes yeah. lots of couple of attendees on that one. Uh-uh. No one's telling you to listen to it. Go listen to a real podcast. Right, right. He had Robert Wool on the week before. Oh, 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 Robert Wool. <laughs> He's funny. He's got stories. That's the thing too. My wife will tell me a story, and the kids too. And I go, and then, and oh. she's like, what? I go, right. what happens? Everything blew up. <laughs> everything, but she goes, not everything has to have like a big finale, right. you know. And I'm like, oh, even when we used to work at the catalog company, Karen Kennedy, who was my assistant, she would tell a story. She's like, oh, I had a dream. I go, yeah. She was that I went to work, right? And everything was made out of marshmallow. Okay. And then I uh, woke up. And then what happened? She goes, what do you mean? I go, what happens next? She goes, that's it. I go, that's it? Yeah, most go, dreams are that nonsensical. Sucks. And she goes, well, I'm sorry, boss. I didn't have a vivid imagination. What would you like? I go, well, then everything yeah, right. turned to marshmallow and everyone got naked. And she's like, wait, what now? I go, well, that's just me. Most dreams are just... They're just reprocessing plot, what happened during the points. day. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had a dream last night of weird Jack Kirby and his wife. Roz? Yes, except that they didn't look like themselves as it happens like in the dream. No, but it was weird because in the dream, it was like I was visiting them, uh-huh. like I'd been there before. Right. And I would look at him. Yes, and, she and would talk. I noticed, no, very clearly, I look at him and he was in black and white. And then I look over at her and she was in color. And I kept noticing, like, wow, this is weird. You know, you look like you're in black and white yeah and that so it's it's one of those dreams like you're saying did you eat some of Kevin McGuire's brownies again I'm just saying it was it was weird in that except that I have a black and white picture of Jack Kirby that I because Jack Kirby does a unofficial cameo in the Invaders story oh as does Bill Everett and Carl Burgos wow everybody's did did I get an appearance Uh, in it no (laughs) no did you create something is Samino in it? No. Okay, good. Then we'd really have a problem. What the hell's that Nazi there for? You could do two really dim-witted Nazis that look like us. I could be like Schultz. I see yeah, I'd have to get Benny Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Did you create something? Yeah. yeah. No, it's a little in-joke to have the creator of the Human Torch, the creator oh, of... Oh, no, I know. Of, uh, and they all got sued by Marvel. And Jack Kirby. Burgos got sued and Everett died drunk and... Kirby was a happy guy. Kirby had to sue for 20 years yeah, past exactly. his death to get some. Anybody else you want to piss off of that? <laughs> the ghost of But Christmas that's probably past. where that dream came from, because the black and white photograph oh, right. sure. is the one where Kirby's got a derby hat on and he's got a cigar. Oh, was the one from that he was on the crime book when he was on the cover? Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. So I, Joe I, Simon's the I was probably the, going, the cop. Yeah, I was probably yeah. going, looking at that, maybe thinking of it. No, last week on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they were on a planet called Kitson. Oh yeah, you're saying that. it was. It was a. It was a, a casino, and everybody. What it said on Kitson? Oh. No, the, the joke was what happens on Kitson burns and hurts people, <laughs> and that's. It's like okay, and I thought it was named after Barry Kitson. Yeah. It turns out to be his name after a guy named George Kitson who writes for the show. I go. Oh. Who is George Kitson? Yeah. But they. Uh, well, we should just say it's about Barry. The two girls on the show. Uh, what's her name? The main girl, Quake, whatever. I haven't watched it. The girl that was always on Daisy, whatever. Oh, Sky, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They, they, they trip out because they eat some alien uh, candy, and she goes, I, "I'm tripping balls now." <laughs> the whole show was just them. 
on drugs on the floor, seeing little people dancing like mouse costumes. That's kind of you can tell that show's going off the air because they're like, no one cares, no one's watching. Do whatever you want. That's pretty crazy. I didn't oh, it was out of control. I'm like, really? How'd this get by? That is pretty funny, though. Anyway, that's it. Got anything else to say? Go get the Avengers book. Pre-order it right now. Yeah, pre-order the Captain America. What's the it Bur- called? I think it's called the Bermuda Triangle or something. Yeah, that's a real catchy title. Oh, look, Cup Scout. I think it's no, it's called the Invaders something, isn't it? It's got a subtitle. I thought it's the Bermuda Triangle or the Bermuda. No, it's called something. the Bermuda something. I call the Triangle. Yeah. Anyway, it comes out in late July. But Roy it's Thomas solicited Jerry. in the May previews. It's Who's the colorist on that, Jerry? Um, I'm know? sorry, I do know and I forgot. Do you? Yeah. Is it uh, the guy that was on the show last year? No, it's no. It's some someone that I hadn't uh, seen before. Patrick Owens. No, it's not somebody I know. Paul Mouse. And I've only seen a couple pages, which look great, but I don't know. I feel bad. Who's lettering that? Joe Caramagna? I have no idea. Oh, All, All right, I know then. is you, do, you turn in your work, and that's the last. Is it $5? Last. It's a 30-page story, so it's probably whatever an annual would be. I don't know. Really? Yeah. 30 pages is a lot of story. It is a lot of story. I don't think they're... Are they even doing 20 pages as main stories yeah, 22. nowadays? 22. Is it still 22? Yeah. I thought they went back to 20. Because it was 20 you. for a long time. I'll go count. All right, that's it. Go get the book. Terrificon on sale now. That's it. This has been a production of Big Fedora Marketing, LLC. The folks that bring you the terrific Comic-Con, GamerCon, and so much more. Thanks for listening.